This is Michelle, your Chief Hope Builder. If you're here, it's because you have a loved one in addiction and you want to find hope. Well, you're in the right place. We will help you go from havoc to hope. Follow along with us for 30 days in the book, Unhackable Moms of Addicted Loved Ones. This is a series. Each episode will include an interview with one of the moms who helped write the book. You'll hear parts of their stories and how they found peace and calm in their lives. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. The link to buy the book and to join our tribe are in the show notes. Let's get started. Thanks for joining. Hey, it's Michelle, and today I have Sandy Carmichael with me. Hi, Sandy. Good morning. Today we're doing day seven, inventory your value. If you hear a voice within you say you cannot paint, then by all means paint, and that voice will be silence. Vincent Van Gogh. So this day is all about looking at ourselves and taking inventory of what we are good at. And um, I don't know, Sandy, you have something you want to share? Like, has this always been easy for you to take an inventory or to know what you're good at and what you're not good at? And how has it led you to be, you know, where you are in life right now? I think that I was pretty shy and not certain of myself growing up. But once I went to college and then when I did my master's degree, I got my master's degree in counseling, school counseling, but we also talked about personal counseling. And I remember specifically being so enthusiastic and so excited. I had gained these tools to use as a school counselor more for personal kinds of counseling. I went into it for career counseling, but I went to my coworker who was an older gentleman and had worked in counseling for many, many years, was a great, great guy. And I said, I think I have this idea. I wanna run some small groups where I would get groups of maybe eight high school students who were having some self-esteem issues, who were having some struggles with life, who really uh, felt kind of down and out. I'd like to have them in a group and I'd like to go through some lessons and have them talk and share just as we do in the tribe. Um, and I was so excited and I was taking classes while I was a counselor, which was great because I, then I could put into practice what I was learning. And he looked at me and he said, that'll never work. And I said, well, why not? And he said, well, we've tried that. It's just not going to work. And so I was a bit discouraged, but I went back and I looked through my resources and I, I kind of prayed about it. And I went back to him and I said, you know, this may fail, but I'd really like to try it. And he, he looked at me that look like, sure, go right ahead. When you fail, I'll be here, you know. And so wow. I gathered this group of students together and we met once a week for, I don't know, 12 weeks, I think. And just started sharing and doing some exercises. And I saw them gain confidence and grow bolder. And um, I, I see one today when I go into Aldi. She's a cashier there. And we still have this relationship. And it was, it was hugely successful. Had I believed him, just as in the fractured, not broken scenario you write in the book about, had I believed him, we, I would have never made that difference for those students. Those students wouldn't have learned how valuable and how important they were. 
And so I think that what this chapter does is it helps us realize that we probably have fallen into all the negatives on all the things we aren't and all the things we can't do, mainly because I love your quote in here that says we become addicted to our child. And I definitely did that. And when we are addicted, we have some of the same signs and symptoms, right? We have no confidence. We lose ourselves. We don't know who we are. We don't have any worth. We don't have any value. It's time that we change that. And we, the first step is to look at ourselves, even if we have to look back 20 years or 30 years and say, who did I used to be? What could I do? And start inventorying that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. How many were in those small groups? How many students did you have? I think I had eight to 10 and I think I had three different groups. So we would just meet um, different class periods a day. So I wasn't taking them out of the same class, but oh. we met on a weekly basis for about 10 or 12 weeks. And at the end, uh, one of the groups um, planned a birthday. It was we ended around my birthday, and they planned this wonderful birthday party for me. And I could Aww. just see them loving on each other and caring about me as well as each other. And uh, I learned Aww. a really valuable lesson. I learned that if somebody tells you you can't, if you believe that you can't, right. and if you don't believe that you might, and it's always worth the risk to to possibly have it go well. <laughs> Oh my god! And it, it exceeded my expectations. So yeah. So I love that because when the girls were living with me, um, you know, my grandchildren, and I, I would, they would say something negative about, well, I can't do that, or that'll never work. And I'll, and I said this quote, well, if you, if you think you can't, then you can't. And they used to get so mad at me. And I will, I was like, well, what? I mean, think about that. If you're already talking yourself out of it, then you probably won't succeed. So right there, you know, if you can hear what somebody is thinking, you can stop them in the thought, but we don't always get that opportunity. And um, I don't know that they appreciated it, but I'm hoping that, you know, still to this day, they kind of hear me in the back of their head, you know, like, well, Mimi would say, if you can't, you can't, right? But um, my son, Ryan, who is my my child that struggles with addiction, he would always say, well, not with that attitude. You can't oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, say, I can't do that. Well, not with that attitude. Not you attitude. can't. And yeah. I love that. I, I do say that now, too. Yeah. Yeah. I try. Uh, yeah, I, I would be I've been known to say that, too. But I don't know. They didn't like it when I called them out on their bad attitude either. But. So in this, in this day, um, you know, we hope moms that you can take inventory of what are those gifts that God has given you that maybe you might be undermining. And if you don't know what those are, ask your friends, ask your spouse, ask your kids. And sometimes those who are close to us are able to see things that we aren't or that we just take for granted. Like, well, what good is that? Like my mom used to tell me when I was younger, wow, you really know how to write. And I'd be like, well, what's that good for? Like, all I'm doing is sharing what I'm feeling. Like, how could that be good writing? So we always think, you know, that it's not a big deal, but your gifts are different than mine and different from Sandy's. And that's what makes us, 
you know, collectively so much more intelligent. And when we can lead each other with our gifts, you know, we, it makes us better. And so I want to encourage you all to, to really take the time to inventory your gifts um, and then answer the questions in the back about um, why it, do you take inventory and ask yourself some of these questions. Is my child's addiction um, affecting my gifts, right? Am I getting stuck with his or her life and not living in my potential? Um, or, you know, am I just stuck because I feel like my child's addiction was a parenting flaw and that it's all my fault? Because if you're feeling guilty, you can't be living in your purpose. You can't be living in using your gifts to build up this kingdom. You just, you just get stuck. And so we want to encourage you to find the confidence, you know, to embrace your gifts. And what Sandy was referring to, I had, I had written this book for this woman, this quadriplegic, and I pitched it to a, a literary agent years ago at, um, at a luncheon with a bunch of other writers. And he was a pretty well-known literary agent. And I pitched her book and he said, don't write that book. Nobody will ever read it and it'll never sell. What else are you working on? Tell me, talk to me. So I talked about a few of the other projects I had going on. And I, when I was done, I went back and I told this woman, I said, you know, I guess I'm not supposed to write it. He said, it'll never sell. And she was having a tough time reliving her story anyway. And so we just decided to table it. And then I went out there and gained some confidence and, and published a few other books. And I went back to her and said, you know what? I don't need him. I know this is going to sell. I know that we need to do this. And it's, it's just still changing lives. It was published in just sells all the time option for a movie. I don't know. I keep hoping it'll be a movie or a series or something, but it hasn't happened yet. Anyway, we're just here to encourage you moms. Um, do you, one of the things I love Michelle that you wrote uh, was that we can't see that. So asking other people, but what I loved was thinking about observation. I, I've been thinking a lot about how we observe other people. And when I smile at someone, when I give them direct eye contact, they know that I'm caring about them in that moment. And so if I can observe, I think one of the examples you used is you smile at someone and they smile back at you. So just looking at ways that you are having an impact on other people mm -hmm. um, is part of figuring out where your value lies. And so I thought that was very wise of you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we can learn a lot from observing other people. Um, I had a friend here this weekend and she was talking about something she was doing. And I said, wow, do you realize that you're really good at that? And most people aren't. And she's like, what? Like she really hadn't thought about it before. And I, I don't remember now in context what it was is if it was um, listening to other people and interviewing them, something that she was doing um, was so um, 
that I observed just by watching her and I noticed what her gift was, one of her many, right? And it's taking the time when you see that in somebody to mention it to them because it brings them confidence too. So that's why I say, go out and ask your friends or your family, you know, what do you think I'm good at? Talk to me about that. And they might think you're silly, but you know, so what? <laughs> it, it might be something fun and share with us what they tell you, like, you know, what you discover about yourself because uh, we, we get, we'll, we'll understand, we'll, we, we can relate. So Sandy, you wrote something in the back of this day, just a short little blurb. Do you want to read that or do you want to talk about that at all? Sure. I, um, I think that over the years, God has allowed me to see the blessings that he has bestowed. And so these character traits and gifts that I've mentioned aren't because of me, although I've nurtured them, I think, and become aware of them. But I think that God does have a plan for our lives and he is in control and he loves us. Um, and so, yes, I will read that. God has blessed me with many gifts. I'm an encourager who notices the potential in others. I'm a teacher, counselor, effective communicator, and a leader. I serve others through generosity and hospitality by using my sewing, baking, and knitting skills. I love to learn and strive to grow closer to God each day. Wow. And I think that that some of that has been on purpose. Um, I choose a word of the year um, every year. I had, to, I had to choose kind two years in a row because it took me a little longer on that one. <laughs> but I think that when we're intentional, if we say, you know, every year New Year's comes around and we have this long lofty goal list of goals that we're going to do. And if we can narrow down to one word and focus on that throughout the year, God provides different opportunities. I chose the, the word faith for this year and I had no idea where I would it would take me. But God has just led me to places that I didn't expect and so when we release, and, and the other thing I think is when we're thinking positive things about ourselves, we stop thinking some of the negative things about ourselves. And when, let's face it, when we're in a struggle with a child with addiction, it, it's overwhelming, it's overbearing. Our days are filled with fear and anxiety and um feeling like we're not good enough and like we made mistakes and that, you know, we can get caught really quickly in that blaming ourselves. Yeah. And so I'd like to challenge each of the moms watching this to really think about when I have a negative thought, how can I replace that with something positive? When I say, oh my gosh, if I would have only done this, Ryan wouldn't be where it was to say, but I loved him and I took him to the doctor and I cared for him and I reached out here or I, I leaned on a friend or whatever it is, just replacing if I start thinking I'm not good enough, but I took cookies to my neighbor yesterday. I am good enough. I do have a purpose. And, and that self-talk gets us in such bad trouble, doesn't it? Yeah, so totally. But I like the visual of, you know, your brain has so much space. And if you fill your brain with the positive thoughts, then like this, there won't be any space left for the negative, you know, and just to visualize that. But it's, it's not that we, we want, you know, sometimes it's necessary to lean into those negative feelings and to allow yourself to grieve. 
We're not saying ignore that and bury it. Um, just allow yourself to feel it and lean into it and then spend time. How can I pull myself out of it? Um, so it's, it's not always easy, especially for some people more than others. But um, thank you so much, Sandy, for, for being a part of this podcast today and taking inventory. It's always lovely to be with you, Michelle. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, taking inventory of our value. And we are, each, each and every one of us, invaluable. God loves us. And stay tuned for the next in the series, day eight, which is track your progress. Because even if you don't realize it, you are making progress already. God bless.